Welcome to the MedMan Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey, everybody. Jay here with the MedMan Podcast. Really excited for episode number one. I've got Jesse here. I'm going to start off with a quick intro, and then we'll jump into the interview. Jesse lives in the world of medical group management. He is a practice administrator for Thrive Pediatrics in Meridian, Idaho. He's one of the principals at the management firm MedMan and is the current state president for Idaho MGMA. Jesse, thanks for spending some time with us. Of course. Thanks for having me, Jay. Well, you know, to start off, let's talk about why do you do what you do? Really, where does the inspiration come from? Yeah, you know, why I do what I do is a lot different than, you know, what got me into it in the first place. I kind of feel like I fell backwards into it just through some connections at school. And it wasn't exactly where I wanted to end up. But now looking back, it's just been exactly what I needed for my career. And it fits me like a glove. Why I've stayed in it, though, is different. I look at the industry of managing medical practices as one that just hasn't proactively kept up with change in time. Jay, I don't know how you feel about it, but it just seems like most of the progress made, you know, not in every medical practice. There are lots of them that are proactive and innovative. I'm just kind of painting with a really wide brush here, but most of the progress made in medical practices comes from kind of just reacting to regulation, changes you know, forced upon us by payers, shifts in certain laws, or just the way different states handle medical care. And so I look at the industry as a whole as one that's just ripe for progress and innovation and actual impactful change. And so that's something that I, you know, kind of drives me day to day. I get to go to a medical practice every day. I go to a pediatrics practice here in Meridian called Thrive Pediatrics, and I get to try new things, try what I've been taught and what I know is best practice, and in turn, see that it actually results in a positive impact, both on the physicians I work with, the staff that that makes up our team, and the patients that they in turn care for. And it's exciting because it doesn't just end there. I get to turn around at MedMan and push out some of these best practices to the groups that we work with. Or I get to go to Idaho and GMA and either write a newsletter or give a presentation, but I get to push these best practices out. And to me, my purpose is that I get to drive significant positive change in an industry as a whole, where up until this point, you know, it, it's kind of been slow going for most clinics that I'm aware of. So yeah, that's kind of my purpose in my career right now. That's awesome, man. And you know, I think purpose of this podcast, right? Exactly. Let's let's try to try to level up those practices out there. Perfect segue into the next question, which is, you know, let's dive into an improvement that you're most proud of. Tell me about it. Absolutely. It's good to get specific and narrow in on just one. There's a lot of things that I've been able to do at Thrive Pediatrics that I'm excited about. But probably the one that's had the most impact and just kind of been the most comprehensive improvement is choosing and committing to an operating system, which is something that I hadn't ever done in a medical practice up until Thrive. We actually opened only a year ago. And so it was about a year and a half ago that we were first putting ideas to paper and trying to put Thrive Pediatrics together. And a month or two before we opened, we started getting on our radar that there was a, you know, such a thing as a comprehensive operating system that would give you a way to make decisions 
who you should hire. It would tell you how to put together a strategic plan and actually carry it out. And so we started researching this concept a little bit more hand in hand with MedMan because at MedMan, we were looking for the same thing. And we came across the entrepreneurial operating system. There are different you know, options out there, but this is the one that we went with. Uh, short name is EOS. And we decided this was an experiment worth putting in place. Each of us, the, the physicians, myself, the other folks at MedMen, we'd all been a part of different clinics before. And it seemed like this might be, I don't want to say silver bullet, but you know, as close to that as possible of giving us something different than what we had all experienced in these other clinics that maybe just hadn't given us the culture that we wanted or hadn't been as transparent as possible or had been slow to make decisions or progress. This was something that that might put us on a track to do better than we had before in past experiences. And so we did. We chose this one EOS and committed to it as a team and have been running it ever since. And it has, you know, it's something that I think the physicians, the other leaders in our clinic and, and I would uh, attribute a lot of our success to it being this really comprehensive and disciplined way of making progress in our small business. That's good stuff, Jesse. Tell me, what did it take to really make that work? As far as, you know, maybe did you have to spend extra energy? Did you have to have, you know, a champion to really push it forward? How do you go about implementing something like that? You know, we... I think the first thing that we had to do was we all had to be absolutely on board. There wasn't any sort of passive agreement to this. We each did our own research as individuals on the team and came back together and said, you know what, this looks like a lot of work. Is everybody truly on board? And we were and we did. We committed to it and have stuck with it. That commitment has gone through this first year and it hasn't dwindled in any way. I think the next thing that was important for us was that we made this decision in tandem with MedMan. MedMan is a management firm. They help keep us on track. They do, you know, help us with our strategic planning and our oversight and keep us progressing on our goals. And so they needed to be on board with this as well. And and they were. And so we had somebody from MedMan, Chuck, the chief operating officer, as sort of our, you know, quote unquote, spiritual guide through the process. He acts as our facilitator. He's the one that comes in from time to time and, and asks, you know, holds our feet to the fire, keeps us accountable to the things that we said we were going to do, and is also our go-to if we, you know, how do we handle this problem that we're having in the clinic? Is there something from EOS that can help with that? So again, you know, it was commitment. It was having somebody that could kind of be our point person, our guide for that. And then it was the tools itself, you know, in that commitment, we, we decided we needed to go all in and so we purchased the books and read through them and, and had the toolbox binder that, that we purchased from EOS and, and with, with all the direction that it came with and the tools that it came with. And, and we use it fanatically for everything, whether that's how we counsel people when they're members of our team, when they're, they're struggling with their performance, to how we make decisions amongst our leadership team, to how we handle each other, how we correct each other or hold each other accountable for goals whatever it may be, we go back to those tools that we've been given and really try and live it religiously, I guess. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, I'm a part of that, the EOS movement. And what an amazing vehicle to align and focus an organization. So Absolutely. You know, it's been a fun ride and certainly valuable as far as the output. Right. As we look at, you know, as our audience is out there and other practice managers and administrators, you know, oftentimes they don't know that there's this massive opportunities to make such an impact. 
What kind of signs have you seen in your career to this point that you would have said, hey, you know, if I saw those things, that would tell me this EOS, you know, operating system or, or something other but like it would be a good initiative to put forward? Oh, yeah. Let me try and answer this in two ways. The first one is more quantitative. You know, in preparation for this podcast, I looked back over the year of all the goals that we had set. And it came out to be like maybe 50 different goals that we had set as a group. Every quarter, we'd set a, you know, a, another handful of goals that we wanted to accomplish. And looking at what we've accomplished versus the ones that maybe didn't quite make it, we've probably accomplished 35 to 40 of the 50 goals that we've set. And the way that we know that is that we set smart goals that were binary. You know, you know whether you accomplish them or not. And in doing so, set measurements so that we could track and see our progress and know if we hit our goals or not. And so we have the measurements from the moment we set a goal and start working on it, there's a measurement tied to it. So we know whether we've been successful or not. And so I think if you were to go back in your experience with other, you know, whether it's a clinic or any type of business or organization, and if you set 50 strategic goals and you accomplished 80% of them, I think you'd surprise yourself. Most of the time, I think in my experience, you'd go back to the strategic plan. A lot of clinics put strategic plans in place, but then they'll come back next year and they'll, they'll dust it off and they'll say, oh man, you know, I don't know what we were thinking. That was, that was pretty pie in the sky. We never even got to that. Or yeah, that goal went away when we fired so-and-so, but we never got back to figuring out how to, you know, either keep it, reassign it or get rid of it. And so it, part of the operating system is putting these things in place. And the other part is tracking the progress. And so in, in the operating system itself, it shows whether you're being successful or not. So there's one way of knowing, you know, that we've been successful. The second is more anecdotal. I had the chance a few months ago to go sit in at a practice that we were just visiting. I got to sit in on one of their physician leadership meetings as a guest. And I was there about half an hour early because I needed to set up to kind of present on something that we were wanting to talk about. And about 10 minutes before the meeting was supposed to start at the top of the hour, one of the physicians comes in, introduces himself. We do a little small chat. He looks around. Nobody else is there. He says, oh, I'm going to go close a chart or two. And he leaves. About five minutes before the top of the hour, another physician comes in. We go through the same thing. He's like, well, nobody's here. They're probably going to be late. I'm going to go knock out something. The manager showed up about five minutes after, kind of started setting up, setting up the conference call to bring in other docs that were at a different location. And we kind of do some small chat. She throws up an agenda. And at that point, it was just us and the other people on the call. And she goes through the whole agenda with them. And then two other physicians that I hadn't met yet come in and we go through the agenda with them. And then they leave and the other two physicians that had been there before come in and we go through the agenda with them. There were decisions in that agenda that needed to be made. None of them, you know, made any progress because it was so scattered. You could tell the manager had put work into the meeting, you know, put together an agenda, had stuff to update on, and he had to go through it three or four different times just to try and catch everybody, you know, at the time that they were coming in. And then about 20 minutes before the meeting was supposed to end, the manager all of a sudden hopped up and was like, oh, I got to be at another meeting and, and took off. And we just hung out with the rest of the docs and just chatted for a while. And I was trying in my, my best way possible not to be judgmental and asking this. I was like, hey, is this how it goes? You know, how often do you have these meetings? Oh, yeah, we have a monthly. Is this kind of how it always is? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how we roll. And I sat back and thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this is chaotic. How do they get any decisions? How do they make progress on stuff? 
And I got back to our meeting, our leadership meeting that we have weekly on Monday morning. And we went through everything and the most important topics made it to the top of the agenda. We made decisions on each of them. Afterwards, you know, we knew exactly who had the assignment and the next week they came back and that to-do was done. To me, it was eye-opening to be able to go in a real-world situation and get the contrast, the exact contrast to what we are doing. And it's not to put that other clinic down. That is honestly probably more the norm than what we're doing. And it leads back to, you know, why do I do what I do? It's because that group is filled with really incredible people who just need a better way of progressing and operating. And this showed me the difference, you know, the chasm between the old way of doing it and this innovative, maybe not like shiny and bright and doesn't look like a silver bullet, but boy, it, it makes a world of difference. It's a huge difference between where we could have been if we didn't do it and where we're at now as an organization. So you're saying that there's actually hope for running an efficient and effective meeting? I know that sounds <laughs> like pie in the sky, yeah. but there is, there is, Jay, because I've been able to turn around and at MedMen, we use the exact same agenda and it gets stuff done. I go back to Idaho and GMA and we put in tandem with my team, cooperating with my team, we put this agenda in place and it changed the way that we did things and helped us be way more effective in a year with COVID where everything got turned on its head and we needed to be at the top of our game. Isn't it interesting that a meeting, the right meeting style and the right agenda can be an effective tool? I don't think any of us actually look at meetings that way, but they should be and they can be. There is hope, like you said. Totally. No, and I'm with you. No, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. And, um, you know, it's certainly, when you think about not getting stuff done, it certainly helps you get things done in a big way. And the right thing's done, right? We're all consumed with doing the little things, putting out fires, but... Um, right. Getting the right things done rightly. No, correctly. You know, it, it's exactly that. It's those two things. Making sure you're focusing on the most important things and doing them in the right way. Awesome, man. Hey, you know, our listeners are going to take a lot out of that. And I really appreciate that perspective. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.